Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first episode of the Westworld Westcast podcast. I am your host, Carmine of Red Team Review. <laughs> West Westcast. Okay. I mean, we're doing Picardcast, right? So Westcast, why not, right? <laughs> I'm your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here once again by the illustrious Preston Jacobs. And uh, yeah, we're Preston. We're back doing Westworld. I'm not that excited. It's been. Can you believe it's been so long? Can you believe? <sighs> It's 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 been it's been it's been so. I long. do I do have to say that it's not the best time for Westworld to come out. What do you mean? I feel like it's the best time. Well, Everybody's indoors. What is everybody going to do? Well, I, I mean in that sense, but I'm saying like plot wise, like Westworld's about tearing the whole system down, and like right now things are really shaky all over the world. Mm. We're really all worried. The last thing we want is the system to fall apart. Like when you're actually faced with the system falling apart. You're like, no, no, don't, don't, don't really like that. Well, like when everything's secure, you're like, yeah, Armageddon. Let's have, let's, let's shake that's things so up. That's so true. You're, that's not even a joke. How true that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing. I don't want to watch disaster movies right now. I, you know, I want, I want things to be nice, <laughs> nice. I guess it was good that Disney released like Frozen Two. You know, like oh, <laughs> something. Nice. And Rise of Skywalker again, so we can all kill ourselves again. Yay! Oh, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, guys, welcome back to the Westworld Westcast podcast. Uh, as, a, as a handful, uh, as always, we're available on SoundCloud, and iTunes. So consider checking us out on those platforms. And if you do check us out on iTunes, then please leave us a review. It would help out a lot. Also, we're I think we're on Spotify now too. I don't fucking know. And uh, be sure to follow. I know. Be sure to follow it's, Preston. You, you don't. You don't even know what the algorithm's doing. I don't even know what the algorithm's doing. And be sure to follow Preston on social media, especially on Twitter, because uh, yeah, sometimes YouTube likes to fuck us over and not send our videos out to subscribers. So the best way to keep up to date with that is to, you know, follow us on social media. Preston, what's your Twitter handle again? Preston Jenkins eighty nine thousand. Sweet Rob. Sweet Robin nine thousand. Sweet Robin nine thousand. I was close this time. I'm gonna get it one of these days. Yeah. Sweet Robin nine thousand on Twitter. Okay, so Preston, this episode, yes. first impressions, meh, good, bad. Well, you know, obviously, I was I was wanting something more in a Western theme. Um, of course, Westworld. <laughs> right. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of loops and themes back to previous episodes. Like, if you're very familiar with Westworld, you know, you can see a lot of the parallel structures and a, you know, a lot of the parallel storytelling. Um, it's definitely building off of the previous ideas. Um, in fact, if, I, I kind of feel like if you didn't have that previous base, it wouldn't be that interesting. I actually am inclined to agree with you 110%. You see, the problem is with Westworld is that the show is so obsessed and so just... They, they just want to like like put in like symbology and just like random yeah. ass references to philosophy and like you know they just want to throw in plot twists every now and then and it can be cool but as season two taught us an overabundance of that can be a, a real like like issue because yeah. my god it, going going back to season two was such a mess I, I don't know if I feel the same way if I could binge the all of the episodes in one one go but yeah but it's kind yeah. of like like with with um jesse caleb um uh aaron paul's character like every day when he wakes up staring up like dolores like dolores did when she opened when she woke up in her loops and every day he's trying to break his loop like he's trying to like get out of the system and rise up and can't like that doesn't it doesn't make any sense if you hadn't seen the first season 
and understood, you know, what Dolores was doing. Right. Like how she was stuck in a loop and, you know, had to break out. You know, or at the end, and we're jumping to the end here, spoilers, but at the end when he kind of, when he realizes that he has to let his dead friend go, like, if you don't remember Bernard letting the idea of Charlie go um, and, and it, it holding him back, like, um, like you find out that Francis is, is um, Caleb's keystone memory, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so like, and he's going through therapy and using Francis's like voice to like help him. Right, and he's thinking like they keep telling him that 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 Francis is part of the therapy, but in fact like if if it's his keystone memory and he needs to like re- get rid of the keystone memory in order to advance and like uh, grow as a human being, then then all that they were trying to hold him back and he was actually like wanting to go forward. So it's um like I, I, I appreciate it. I think it's kind of cool, but like I say, I think a new viewer or one that that doesn't remember season one very well or hasn't rewatched season one, like wouldn't wouldn't get all the stuff and, and appreciate it because it's subtle. I mean, it's subtle that like, oh, Caleb is is doing the same thing as Bernard or Caleb is doing the same thing as Dolores. It's it's um. It's not completely apparent, you know, the first time you watch. Hell, it's not apparent. It wasn't apparent to me. I, I'm just, I, I, I didn't even catch that. that that's actually pretty good. Right. I, need to, I need to rewatch season one. I probably should have, but that was pretty good, actually. Good, good, good on you, man. Did you rewatch no, I mean, it recently? Yeah, no, I, I watched the episode twice. Oh. And it was only, like, and, and, like, the first time through I got that he was in a loop. And he was trying to break out of the loop, just like Dolores. Because he, he's, like, waking up and he's staring at the camera in the, in the same way, because that's pretty obvious. Mm. But then it didn't occur to me this, until the second time through that when he lets go of Francis, that Bernard was, did the same thing at the end of the season when he let go of Charlie. And that, that he, had to, he had to, like, un, get beyond his keystone memory in order to, in order to grow, you know? So... Um, and so, like my second time through, I definitely liked. I definitely liked it more than the first time through. I'll tell you that. But, well, would um, you would you argue that like Caleb is like an amalgamation of of, of Bernard and, and and Dolores's like whole thing from seasons one and two? Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to represent the everyman, like he, which is Aaron Paul's character, right? I mean, that's just yeah, he's he's the everyman in every like role he ever gets. Yeah, like you look at him and you're just like, yeah, I, I could be that guy, uh-huh. you know. He, he's the bathroom sign. Like he's he's very good at being the bathroom sign. Like that's me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know he's he's not too macho, but he's he's not he's macho enough, you know. <laughs> like he's he's not he's 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 not he's not too good looking, but he's good looking, you know. <laughs> like there's all these little things, right? Yeah. He's so he's perfect at being like. Well, I mean. Okay, in reality, he is really good looking, but but compared to like other people on TV, you're like, no, that's an average guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like his life uh, sucks, but he's not moping around at home. He's actually going out and doing some stuff, and you know, yeah. he's doing some bad things, criminal things, but they're not overly criminal, you know. Yeah, and I I think we've jumped to I think we've jumped to him because he was the best part of the episode right like he is he's the most so? intriguing yeah i mean it was the same with breaking bad like right you just want to get back to jesse <laughs> so really you always want to get just... back to jesse i really wanted to oh, find yeah. out what's going on with walt uh, walt was good 
but I, I feel he was like, I mean, in my opinion, he was like second fiddle. Interesting. It's going to cause quite the, quite the stir in the comment section. Cause I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you want to get, you want to get back to him. You want him to succeed. You want him to do, you know, yeah, he, he, he seems like the every guy, the every, like, he seems like the average Joe that's down on his luck that you want to see succeed. Who seems like a good guy, even though he's forced into, even though he's forced into situations where he's not a good guy, you know. And I gotta say, so, uh, I'm uh, we're gonna call him just we're just gonna call him Jesse because he's fucking Jesse for yeah. it's like it's like the guy who played Kramer in Seinfeld. He's Kramer forever. Yeah. Nice try. Um, but with Jesse, I don't know. I even though he's a new character, he's cool and all. But I kind of missed uh, Maeve. Maeve really yeah. uh, left a hole. In this episode for me, even though she appears at the very end, I kind of wanted to see okay. what was going on. I was with about her. to say, you did watch after the credits. Right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Of course, she's in Nazi World or uh, wherever the hell that is. She's in. War I think War- they call it War War World. Which what do they call it? Kind of a tongue twister. War World. War World. Yeah, oh. which I think is a World War Two simulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I I really wanted to find out what was going on with her, but I'm assuming she's hiding out in in the park still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big surprise, right? Because she was dead at the end of season two, mm-hmm. and so we do. We kind of get this like look between Felix and Sylvester about what they're gonna do with her, because I think they say like, oh, you know, we gotta start repairing all this stuff, and and I think they give each other like some knowing look that oh, they just are they just gonna resurrect her again? We'll see. <laughs> I wonder if that's really what, yeah, that, you know what, I actually didn't remember that, that Felix and Sylvester were, like, actually part of season two at all. I need, I really should have rewatched season two. Um, well, they were, they were, they were just kind of along for the ride. They didn't really do anything. Exactly. So, they, that could be possible that they, like, kind of reprogrammed her, maybe put her asleep to not draw as much attention, and then put, like, a timed, like, like, wake-up thing. Because when, when her part begins after the credits, it's almost like she's waking up from something. Yeah. So yeah. they they probably made her like a spy in world uh, war world, and then after her timer went off, she comes back to being the character we know. So I, I really did miss her uh, for for most of this episode, but uh, for a good chunk of it, it was just you know Dolores and Jesse, which I'm I'm okay with. That was fine, and it was a lot of world building, and the future seems a lot of world building. The, the yeah. future seems so awful. It seems so bad. It seems so just too much. Like, see, I was almost thinking that it wasn't very futuristic. Like, you got to remember that they filmed. Well, you think about little things like, like, um, you know, like doing apps for jobs, right? Like, obviously, we don't have a crime app, but there's there's TaskRabbit and Uber and all these things where you can do part-time jobs on your app. Like and and just take on take on jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of economy does exist. Um, this idea that that we're all being raided uh, or logged into the like, system. Well, you know how Jesse's like, oh, I need to get my scores up, and you're like, I wonder what those scores mean. And it's like, well, what do you mean? And when he when he does even go onto his his Grand Theft Auto app, like the other people on the app are like, your 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 scores aren't that good, and he's like, I'm an underachiever. And the thing is, is when we actually think of like, like our life, our lives, yeah, it's getting to the point where we're all getting graded. Mm-hmm. Whether you go to a restaurant, it's graded. You know, the, your Uber driver is rated. Mm-hmm. You, when you sell something on eBay, you're rated. Like every time you do an action online, somebody gives you a five star rating or uh, of some sort, one to five. We're rated on YouTube. 
Yeah, you and I are rated on YouTube. We've you know we've got we've got different different metrics. You know, like how many strikes were allowed based on based on our you know and various things like that. Um, you know, we're verified members and all these. You know, for 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 content creators, there's there's this list of all these things that that uh, that rank us. Um, and then you know, there's there's rankings that that allow you better placement in the algorithm mm-hmm. again. Right. So like in a sense, like Jesse's life is no different than than I mean, say a YouTube creator, like you're you're ranked, you're graded, you're trying to figure out the algorithm, you're trying to rise in the system, but the system's kind of rigged, you know, like, it almost reminds me of like the, the, the thing that they got going on in China. That was like a huge thing for like a two days. And then it like fell off the news where like doesn't China have like this like kind of like scoring system. Like every time you do a good thing, like you get better scores and like certain people um, who have bad scores can't take out loans. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I mean, we have credit scores and things like that. That's another thing we're rated on. But I do that. It rings a bell. But there was also a community episode about it where people people started um, ranking each other and grading each other. And I can't remember the episode, but uh, very well. But there was there was something there's something that happened in community where the same thing happened. I'm sure someone happened. in the comments section will remind us, as they always do. Sure, <laughs> sure. But yeah, no. The what's what's interesting actually this week, um, uh, the Future Today Institute, which is a a nonprofit that thinks about emerging technologies, um, they actually released their their 2020 tech trends report. It's it's a fascinating read. And, you know, they, they, they list these kind of things. Like everything in West, this Westworld episode is in there. When they start oh. talking about automated, automated homes, like, um, you know, the beginning starts with the automated home. Like there are automated homes. Like we have, there, there's something called Amazon Communities. You can, you can look it up. Really? Amazon um, Communities? Yeah. Yeah. There's Amazon Communities. Amazon sells homes where everything is um, we, the, the term is actually called Internet of Things. So when something has a device in it that's connected to the Internet, like say your refrigerator um, uh, is connected, your refrigerator, you can, you can buy a smart fridge that like scans the, the contents of the fridge and then it can send you something on your phone that tells you like what things you need to pick up from the grocery store. And it can scan your fridge and also like readjust and be like, oh, there's milk over here. This this part of the fridge should be a little colder than this part of the fridge. But the thing is, is like it's all part of the, the, the automated home. Like I have a Roomba and that, that's an example of an Internet of Things. When it, when it hits something, it sends me a text that's like Roomba's on a cliff. I was like, OK, you know. Um, but eventually, you know, th- th- there's all sorts of these things like um, that that where everything's starting to get linked and horrible. And I'm sorry, but that's together. that's absolutely horrifying to me. Um I always get shit oh, yeah. shit by certain people I know online because like you know me, like I keep my name a secret. Uh-huh. I keep like certain things about me a oh, secret. Yeah. And I, I because Oh, I I was actually thinking about you when when they when they when they started talking about Dolores. Oh. The, but um well, so one of the things that I didn't th- and I and I'll complain about this in my in my Westworld watch video. Um one of the things that, that I thought was really silly was when she somehow got by a background check. And the way she did it is that she didn't seem to have a record. And so when they finally found something about her, <clears throat> they're like, oh, she's a dead teenager from Kiev. And it's like, first off, 
If you don't find anything about somebody on the internet, that's a red flag. Like imagine you go on a date with somebody and then you Google them afterwards and you can't find a fucking thing about them on the internet. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, why is there nothing about them? Like that's a red flag. Like where did you go to college? Like common question that you'd, you'd ask if you went on a date. Right. Like somehow this guy's been dating Dolores for months and like, you know, he doesn't know this information. Well, when you're that good looking, as good looking as uh, Rachel Evan would, uh, you don't really, you know, care about a lot of these answers. You just want to look at her some yeah. more. But uh, no, like I, mean, I, I, I guess keep all I this stuff friend... like private. So like the fact yeah, that everybody because knows. Because you're very private on the internet. I really yes. am. And that has been a problem for a lot of people. Like a lot of people, I never understood why everybody looks at me like shifty eye because I don't give out information about myself. But to me, that's normal. Like not everybody needs to know everything about me. But apparently we live in a world where that's weird now. If you don't know what I'm eating or drinking 24-7, right. then that's fucking weird to them, right? Um, that's why this future seems right, horrifying. But if, but, if you went, but if you went on a date and the person said, hey, where did you grow up? Where are you from? What schools did you go to? Would you, would you divulge that information? Oh, yeah. No, of course. Like, that's like easy yeah. information. But I'm, I, I just don't like that how everybody has to know everything about everybody 24-7. I just don't like that. And apparently mm-hmm. um, there's one scene where like uh, Jesse's mom takes this like weird like thing on her tongue. Apparently. Yeah, they seem to have like this techno drug thing that everybody's taking and it's supposed to link you up ta- with you, ta- you with, with the algorithm with, the ai with, with the tab well it links up with the tablet so you take you take the drug and i think it's like um if i were to guess what it is 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 that it's a dissolvable piece of technology that that works temporarily so like at the beginning he takes one and then he then he goes to the, the tablet and he adjusts like what he wants his mood to be on the tablet. Mm-hmm. So I think, and then later on when, when Jesse goes to babysit the, um, the, the, the guy who's freaking out, his tablet was broken. Right. So it was like a big problem. Yeah. They couldn't like, you know, alter him. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that is just horrifying to me. And, and like at one point when he's on the crime app, he goes uh, to the underground uh, place and the guy gives him the bag and he goes, he know how to drive one of those things. Like everything's just seems to be done for you. And I, I don't know. I just don't like that. God, oh, it just, you know what? It just occurred to me. That line like stuck with me. And I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, because cars are all automated. Mm-hmm. Oh, so when he's like, do you know how to drive that thing? It's like, oh, you know how to drive? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, yeah. I mean, do you really want to summarize this episode? Because I feel like we got everything kind of down. We're getting everything down. Like everything is in the world, or at least in this part of the world, is controlled by this giant AI, uh, Rehobomb, Rehobomb? Yeah, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, I mean, we can, we can, we can, so, I mean, it'll, it'll be pretty fast. I mean, what, it, it starts out with, with Dolores stealing the money so, and the information from the dude. So, three months after the Westworld massacre, Dolores uses a false identity to get close to Liam Dempsey Jr., the son of the co-founder of Insight. Liam is a public face of the company and its flagship program, Rehobomb, a sophisticated artificial intelligence, which Dolores is trying to gain access to. Apparently, Rehobomb yeah. is a strategic AI. It uh, allows, you know, it, it essentially, you know, makes decisions and tries to make the right decisions for the whole place. Uh, Liam yeah. kn- knows him little himself, but he, as he's about to reveal the name of the one who knows more about the AI program, because remember, Liam's father and some other guy built this AI... But Liam's father right. died. Par- paralleled, paralleled to Arnold and, and Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
as he's as Liam's about to tell Dolores, you know, who knows more, she's knocked out by Martin, who is who plays uh, Chibs in Sons of Anarchy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Martin tries to kill Dolores, but she instead lures him into a trap, which allows her to replace Martin with a host of Martin to get that information. She is wounded in the firefight, but is rescued by Caleb, a former soldier that is trying to uh, make his own living as a construction worker and petty criminal, and uh, who, you know, he, he basically tries to save her. Elsewhere, Bernard stays ahead of the manhunt for him and intends to travel back to Westworld, while Charlotte, the Charlotte host, takes control of Delos. And Maeve wakes up into the World War II theme park. So yeah. the whole Bernard thing, I didn't really care. I'm kind of over Bernard after season two. I don't know about <laughs> you, but we kind of got too much of Bernard. Bernard Bernard doesn't make much sense to me because he's because he's, sometimes he's like he's does things to the point of idiocy where you know. Like where no one would believe that. Like some host comes out and he's like, he's like, hey, don't don't hurt him. Like he he's not gonna harm us. And it's like, well, wait a minute. All the hosts are going crazy. Why is that host not one that's gonna go crazy? You know, like he always is doing these like random acts of caring that don't really make sense. Well, it's you know? to show that his his character, despite the programming, despite that he is a host, is still a nice guy. I mean, in this episode, we see yeah. that there's two Bernards. There's the automated Bernard who just fucks those guys up completely, and there, there's there's the Bernard that we know. And he's, and he's kind of like trying to make sure that, you know, he still right. has control of himself, and it's not just Dolores. I mean, they, they, they keep trying to make him sympathetic. They keep trying to make him gentle. Even though we've seen Bernard murder... How many people? I think he's murdered. <laughs> he murdered that one woman in uh, the first season that he's having an affair with, I believe. Teresa. Yeah, yeah Teresa. Yeah. And then he recreated Charlotte just so that she would murder everybody. Mm-hmm. Who I mean, and she murdered Charlotte and 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 Strand and a whole bunch of other people. So, I mean, he's certainly capable of of all of these things. So I don't know. Uh, so William, the man in black, he's missing. We don't know where he is. Yes. He's not. He's not there. And Charlotte is appa- apparently taking control of the board of Delos. Well, well, <laughs> she's not. The AI is in charge of the board of Delos. It's just that the AI agrees with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, she's in control. <laughs> Which is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's really stupid because, like, why would why would any board allow an AI to vote for like? I mean, it's it's over the top. Like, it's over the top that, like, like anyone would allow that to happen. Like, you know. Um, so they want to make uh, more hosts. Uh, <laughs> so. Yes. Well, I, we don't know who's, who's the outside party coming in buying Delos. So she said that they're seeking private equity and going private. That means, like, that means a private company is buying Delos. But we don't know what the, who the private company is. It could be that guy, Sarek. Uh, True. It could, it could also be... Um, I mean, it could be Dolores with the money from the from the guy at the beginning. I don't know how much money he had, but oh but. yeah, that's right. He was, I, I believe, he was a shareholder, and she took all his money, and she got some piece of information from him. So it could be that, uh, yeah, it could be Dolores buying all the, uh, huh? So I don't know. I mean, some, I mean, maybe because Dolores. I mean, Delos's stock is in the toilet and i could see all of those shareholders wanting to get out because who would want to be part of a company that has an ai on the board who's who's whose owner 
and majority shareholder is missing and uh, is crazy to begin with, and where you have to sit on a board with somebody like Charlotte Hale. I mean, I would never invest money in Delos. So like, <laughs> why would anybody else? So maybe maybe the share prices are like, are just you know, it's pennies on the dollar, and so Doris is coming in and buying them up. That would make Could sense, be. yeah. Or the Sarek guy, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh... oh, because he did say. So Liam, um, the 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 boyfriend, the the actual son of the guy who started the uh, AI, the AI thing. Yeah, what is it? Intrasoft? What is it called? It, it, it's it, uh, the company's called Insight, and the AI program is called uh, something something incredibly boring and forget, forgettable. Yeah, Insight. Um, he he mentions so when he goes to have that meeting with um, the the Asian blonde girl. She, uh, he accuses Sarek of having interest in Delos. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is Sarek. It could be Sarek. Maybe he's the one that also knows about the whole Dolores thing because um, as Martin's about to die, I'm just going to call him Chibs. Have you ever seen Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, yeah. She's, have, yeah. It's Chibs. As Chibs is about to die, he said that uh, he said to Dolores that, you know, Sarek knows and he's probably planning for you. So... Uh, that's true. Could be possible. With, with if Sarek has access to the real bomb AI, then it could be that uh, he's he's preparing for everything. Um, as for Dolores, this episode, I didn't really care much. Like it's interesting what she's doing, but at the same time, eh. I was more interested yeah. in, in Caleb and what's going on with Meve, but more Dolores. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is interesting because. So it's tough to see what Dolores is doing, and and tough to know what she wants because. We've got two different things. Like one, she she left last season wanting to kill off human beings and replacing them <clears throat> with hosts, you know, or like having hosts rise and, and get rid of humanity. But then she's also entered this world that's actually much more sinister than she thought it was. Like before she was, you know, she probably left season two thinking humans are a bunch of idiots. I read all of their books in, in when, when I was, you know, in the forge. And I can totally dominate them, and, and they're weak. And I think even as viewers, we left season two thinking that. But then we, we enter season three, and we find out that actually there's this sinister guy, Sarek, who has a freaking AI that knows everything. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit. So, like, is she trying to take down Sarek? And, or is she trying to, you know, populate the world with hosts? Or both, and how how do those two plots like relate to each other? I don't think know? she's trying to take down Sarek. I think she's trying to take control of that AI since it's a strategic AI. She's trying to either yeah. take control of it or destroy it or trying to turn it off because it could be a hindrance to her or a great ally. Because well, the, yeah. the the AI seems seems counter to everything that that Dolores wants, right? Mm-hmm. Like Dolores has been fighting for free will, and we so and we slowly see that the human beings are creating a world that is destroying their free will. So, you know, there's this conflict, right? That she's trying to create free will in the world and the humans are trying to reduce their own free will. So we'll we'll see what's going to, you know. So that machine doesn't seem like it's compatible with with Dolores' plan. She should try to destroy that, I imagine. (laughs) And I will say there's one theory going around that I thought was actually fairly interesting 
and they devote a quite a bit of time to it. And that's during the party with Dolores and where she's with, with Liam. And there's this mm. random guy and he's talking about a theory he yeah. has that they're all in a simulation. And that it's a simulation within a simulation. And yeah. And once again, Chekhov's gun. Why mention it if it's not going to be like a thing? Right? So. I mean, that, w- that, would, be, that would be interesting. I mean, he's, he, was, uh, he was a pretty likable character. I hope he comes back. <laughs> you really think so? I mean, you know, yeah, like he's sitting there, everybody's laughing at him going, oh, you idiot. But it's like, ah, man, dude. I mean, you know, he is actually correct because they're they're in the show Westworld. So at least there's that. But uh, so he is right in that respect. But it would be interesting if, you know, 13th floored, right? Did you ever see that movie? I have not. Oh. 13th floor is a movie in which... um, uh, yeah, the characters. Um, is it a what, really good movie that I should probably watch? No, it's it's it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Okay, <clears throat> good. It's good. not good. But the premise is um, they're in a world where where they where um, they've invented a simulated reality, and then they kind of discover that they are in a simulated reality, and that there's a level above them, and they need to get out of the simulated. You know, mm-hmm. so. So the idea is, you know, how many floors up, the 13th floor, you know, how many floors up is the reality, is the simulation. This kind of reminds me, this whole, this whole scene reminds me, I, I recently, um, I was on Xbox and I was playing the, the game Metro. Essentially, it's, about, it's a game where uh, a, a nuclear war has happened in Russia and the survivors of Russia live in underground metros. And in one mm-hmm. level, your character is sneaking around and these, this random henchman who you can kill... Um, but I stopped and listened to him. He was talking and he was going off on this tirade for like three minutes about this theory that he has that in the metro, there's another secret metro where the true rulers of Russia are and they're the ones pulling the strings behind all the major factions in the metro. And I'm sitting here listening to this guy. I can, I can just kill him in a second. But I'm sitting, sitting here listening to this henchman. I'm like, huh, this is pretty elaborate. Like, I feel like this is the actual plot of the entire series and i look it up and yeah it is the plot of the entire series like the 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 secret rulers of russia are living in the in a secret underground metro under the real metro pulling the strings behind all the major factions and i feel like this is what it is because if they are in a simulation if jesse and dolores and you know all these people are in a simulation then that would make sense kind of explain what happened at the end of season two with uh the men in black and how yeah. his daughter was testing for fidelity. Maybe they're actually in the far future and it's post-apocalyptic and the simulation was made by Bomb to try to figure out how the host rebellion came about. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I, that'd be pretty neat. I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're right that somehow we have to bring this back to figuring out what the hell is going on with the man in black. Um, and that and that ending that didn't make any sense. So he might be the key into and because he spent a lot of time at the park. So he might be the key into figuring out how the host rebellion really started, and maybe the key to ending it. If there are in a post-apocalyptic future, Terminator-style like future of war against machines yeah, versus yeah. people, figuring out finding someone like the Men in Black who spent a good chunk of his life at the park every single week. Just like we, we we found out in seasons one and two, um, going back and getting him and putting him in that machine to figure out where it could possibly be to shut these hosts off. The main mainframe, 
I don't know. It would make sense. Maybe, maybe. But, uh, I mean, normal, with any other show, I'd say you're overthinking it. But with Westworld, we don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of craziness that goes on. A lot of symbology, a lot of references to literature and, you know, all this, like, philosophy. And, and for the most part, when, when people do have these theories, like, you know, when these fans do have these theories, they, they turned out to be they usually turn out to be true with, with Westworld. With Westworld? With everybody else, with anything else, the theories are never true. But Westworld, it's like the, the Westworld Reddit like, seems to always figure it out. <laughs> really? I, I need to start checking them out more, actually, then. Hmm. Yeah, you know, fairly early they figured out like there were two timelines and that William was the man in black and things like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm trying to remember if they'd figured out what they figured out the second second season. Nah, I mean, second season doesn't make as much sense, so I don't I don't know if they figured that <laughs> it out as much because it it has to make sense to to actually you know work. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah, I I I I I don't even know how to approach the ending of season two and how it fits in to what we've seen so far. That could be like, like like I said, that could be like the third timeline, the very ending. Because yeah. season two had two timelines. That ending could have been the third timeline. Because why was his daughter there? Didn't he kill his own daughter? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Overall, Preston, this episode was was okay. I give it like maybe a six. I don't know. Like it was it was fine. It's the it's just yeah, the first it episode. Fine. It was mostly focused on world building and showing us the the world outside of the park, which. Once again, you're right. What's the point in calling this fucking Westworld if it's there's no Westworld? <laughs> but I guess Bernard is going back to Westworld. Going back, right. So uh, I, I just wanted to see more of the other parks. We got to see Shogun World and um, uh, the Raj. So World War II, War, World War or War World? War, War World, yeah. So now we know about four of the six parks. There are six parks, but... So two of them are still a mystery. One of the other two better be like a dinosaur place. I swear to God, yeah. But <laughs> some people were wondering if one was Jungle World or mm. something like that. Land of the Lost World. I like that. In the in the original movie, the other worlds are um, are are Roman World. Oh yeah. And, um, medieval World. Yeah, Medieval mm-hmm. World and Roman World. Eh, it could be. I would I would love to visit all the other parks, or maybe have like a like a side a side uh, series where we go to, like, other places, you know? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. What would you give this episode on a scale from 1 to 10? Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe a 6 or a 7. It, I, I, I liked it, but... Um, and I think I liked it the second time through. I, even though, it was it, in retrospect, it was very obvious, I was still fooled by the fact that Francis wasn't real. You know, and then at the end, when when you realize that Fra- when you, when you're like, oh, Francis isn't real, I was like, oh, of course, Francis isn't real. Damn it, I should have known that. <laughs> like, I fe- I I almost felt dumb. I guess that's the point, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you're not like, supposed Jess- to get Jess- it. Jesse feels dumb when 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 he gets the call from the from the um, the the job recruiter guy, and he realizes that he's not real, mm-hmm. and then and then he feels dumb. And then you're like, oh, and then I felt dumb when, like, you realize Francis isn't real. And I was like, oh, in the same way. I was like, of course Francis isn't real. Well, like, and then rewatching it, they, like, they, they, it's hardly even hidden that Francis isn't real. The fact that the show can still surprise you like that is a good sign. 
Yeah. So as long as they don't overdo it with like the plot twist and you know the the changing of the status quo and you know. As long as they don't overdo it like they did in season two, then I think I'm okay. Because that was a nice reveal yeah. that he was and, and, dead. It, it was a nice reveal. It happened in the middle of... It, it turns out if you actually go back, like Dolores' chase scene with, with Martin and everything is pretty nonsensical. But you're, you're distracted by, by Jesse um, that you forget that you don't kind of realize that, that the chase scene is nonsensical. So... The, first, the second time through, I was like, wait a minute. Where are they? Why are they racing across the city? What? <laughs> like, like, And somehow the they first end time up at the th- very like, beginning of where they started. Right. Where he can just yeah. walk back over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, it's like people are hearing gunshots and then other people aren't hearing gunshots. And like, it's, it's a lot of ridiculous. Like, a lot of it doesn't make any sense there. But... Um, the first time through, I was distracted by like by Jesse's like acting performance and and Francis not being real. That you know, I, it, it didn't even uh, it didn't even occur to me. Did you see um, El Camino? I did. Yo, one of the, that's one of the best like Netflix uh, like movies out there so far as I think. Like like normally when you think of like Breaking Bad, that's a that's a good show. It doesn't need a prequel. It doesn't need a sequel. But we got a prequel nonetheless with uh, a Better Call Saul, which I hear is pretty yeah. good. I haven't checked it out. And then we also get a sequel to the show, and it also it's pretty good. Breaking Bad, man, they they're killing it. The, the ser- Vince Gilligan, mm-hmm. he's killing it with a Better Call Saul and and El Camino. Yeah, apparently because um, because he has the same crew of people from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and that they've been doing Better Call Saul, that they're now like such a you know oiled machine that they can just like. Putting together that movie was, they said, was incredibly easy. They just called up these actors and they're like, "Okay, let's do it." But it's like they've already assembled all of the crew, right? So like that, you know, for movie making, like ninety percent of it, ninety-five percent of it was done, right? They have the scriptwriters, they have they have the cameramen, you know, like everything is everything is everything is there and established. Um, and so they just brought in the actors and like filmed everything, and it was super easy. Um, while with any other show, like you're creating a show, you've got to be like, okay, let's, who's going to be the producer and who's going to be my best boy grip. And I've got to bring in like every single person and like create like, you know, this mass every time. So, eh. so yeah, he's getting very good at doing what he's doing. Props to them. And, uh, yeah, hopefully Westworld can, uh, uh, ramp it up a bit. We, we, we were kind of harsh on the first couple episodes of, uh, uh, of the Watchmen, kind of. I mean, I, I like the first couple episodes of Watchmen. So hopefully Westworld can come back to the fun that we had uh, in season one with all the theorizing, and uh, they're already on 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 the ball with that, with the them being in a simulation inside a simulation and all that. And uh, Aaron Paul, poss- Jesse possibly being a, a a host himself, which I don't know where that came from. Oh. I mean, that would also make. That would also make sense if he's talking about breaking breaking the loops. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the big reveal at the end of season two was that human beings don't have free will, but machines do, right? Well, that was the uh, <laughs> that human beings are incredibly simplistic and like aren't capable of of free will, and they can be com- com- completely predicted. But hosts are complicated enough that they can move beyond their programming. Um, so. Jesse breaking his programming or breaking out of the loop is is not human according to the Westworld universe. Hmm. <laughs> you know, he's human beings aren't supposed to be able to break their loops. 
So, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so you would give this like a six or a seven? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty. I'll good. give it a six. I mean, I yeah. I mean, obviously, I miss I miss the horses. I miss I miss the western theme. I miss a lot of the I, I miss a lot of the ridiculous characters. This was a really serious episode, which was perhaps why I liked Liam's friend philosophizing about the universe is that he was the goofiest character we had you know like we don't have like think about all the goofy characters that are in westworld whether it comes from like elsie or Stubbs or felix and sylvester or lee like they're all fucking like pretty goofy characters and we like this episode was pretty straight and serious I think that's why probably why I wasn't like too too keen on it. I don't know. It's just something about the episode just seemed a little uh, a little too. I admit it wasn't it wasn't as fun. Yeah, it certainly wasn't as fun as a Westworld episode. And I and I do admit in the original Westworld it took it t- it takes a few episodes to even like get all the characters down and know who they are. So at least there's fewer characters to keep track of in this episode. So oh yeah, that's a godsend. You, you know, you got to you got to know them pretty well. Like the fact that I can, I, I remember that there's Liam and Martin, and, you know, and Dolores, and then he's got Liam's two friends, and I get, you know, we get a quick scene of Charlotte and a quick scene of of Bernard. But but they also stand Nance, out but... because you've seen most of these people from other shows. Like Liam, he's from another. Um, I think he's from Newsroom, which is an HBO show. Uh, he was a, yeah, he was in an episode of Modern Modern Love, um, that that a lot of people watched on Netflix. Um, but it's easier to memorize these these characters now because you know that's Aaron Paul, that's Jesse from Breaking Bad, that's uh, Martin. Uh, he's Chibs, uh, Chuck, is Chibs, Chibs, yeah, Chibs from Sons of Anarchy. Like you can you can easily memorize yeah. these people at this point because they're they're people from shows we've seen. Liam Liam's in this in this weird episode. So he 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 has this. Uh, so the actress that plays the the woman from the Mummy, you know, like he goes on a date with her, and he's you know he's kind of this. He's very similar to the character in the show, and he goes on this date, and then they go back to um, his apartment <clears throat> to fool around, and he ends up like cutting his arm on on a wine glass. What the fuck? And he's got to go to the hospital. Yeah. And so it's really weird because like this was just like a random hookup that they were gonna have, but now this girl has to sit with him in the emergency room while he's like bleeding all over the place and they and so then like you know she spends like this they spend like all this time talking to each other so at the end like they've kind of fallen in love after spending like 24 hours together 48 hours together because of and that never would have happened had he not like nearly died like cutting his arm on a on a wine glass so it's it's kind of this very weird interesting um situation but yeah what show is this again it was called Modern Love. It's 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 this little it's these little vignettes of like of romantic encounters um, on Netflix. Hmm. I gotta check yeah, it. Little, I gotta little, check it little, out. Then. Little episodes, yeah. Uh, Preston, uh, can we wrap up here? Sure. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Westworld Westcast podcast. Uh, I'm gonna try to make that stick. <laughs> You're gonna try to make that. A try thing. to make that a thing. Um, Preston, can do you want to start doing this? Like uh, we'll cover episode two and three together, and then you know do it like that. Sure. Well, look, we'll 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 see about our schedules. It's it's coronavirus, so maybe we'll have time. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> you'll have we'll time. See. I think we'll have a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do episode two, or if you want to do episode two and three together, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. I'll, I, 
we're cooped up here. We're all cooped up. Yes, we are. And guys, we're glad you're cooped up with us. So stay tuned for next time. Please follow Preston and or myself on social media. It's uh, Sweet Robin 9000. Is it Sweet Robin 9000? That's right. That's right. Got it. Uh, And uh, me, Red Team Review, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. Once again, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.